The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we're going to be in Psalm chapter 32. So turn there if you're following along with us. Psalm chapter 32. Uh, one quick announcement as we look ahead. Uh, uh, June 19th, Saturday, June 19th, we're having a, a, a community event here in our parking lot. We're having what, it's a car show that's known as Cars and Coffee. Uh, we're going to have people from the, all the community bring uh, their cars that they'd like to display. And uh, then we're going to have um, coffee and donuts available for those who show up. It's just a great time of fellowship uh, to engage with our community. And uh, so if you have a car you want to show off or display, please, we encourage you to join us. Uh, if you want to come and just look at them, we encourage you that as well. And uh, so the time is from 8 to 11 uh, on Saturday, June 19th. And uh, we just look forward to you coming and enjoying that time of fellowship and just, just a community gathering with us that day. Psalm chapter 32, uh, we're going to look at a passage that is a, it's a great, very popular passage that is talked about with David. It's also a very needful passage, I think, for our day. And I think if we can get a full understanding of what's going on here, I think it's really helpful in our Christian journey. Uh, let me give some introductory thoughts here. One of the things that, if you've listened to preaching and you've heard preaching, that often pastors at some point will reference is when we talk about confessing our sin, how to deal with our sin. And there's, there can be a lot of confusion over it. I've heard people say um, that... All I have to do is say, Lord, forgive me my sins and move on, which I think is a little bit too generic. Uh, some would say, well, I have to remember every sin and every detail. Well, the, when I say the Bible does tell us to keep a close account with God, and we do not have to wait till the evening to confess our sins to God. Having said that, I, think, I, I don't think that God limits our confession to our memory. Uh, you know, there's going to be things throughout the day we're not going to remember. Uh, it, what we do is we go to the passage where David also says in Psalms, if, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Please understand, that does not mean that if I forget certain things or if I have forgotten or whatever, that God's not going to hear me. The idea of regard is actually hiding, act, actively hiding and holding on to a sin that the Holy Spirit is convicting us of. So I have things in my life that God wants me to get right with people, things in my life that God wants me to just get right with Him to deal with, maybe things He wants me to get out of my life, and I choose to say, no, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm not going to let it go. That's what it says in regarding iniquity in my life. That's what he says. I have sin in my life that God is desiring for me to deal with, and I won't. God says, listen, if you choose to hold on to that sin over getting right with me, then unfortunately, I will not hear you. But I think there are times we recognize when we come to those spots where there's things that we need to change, things we need to get right. Please understand that sometimes we take this so far. You know, we look back and say, I don't sin at all, or the other extreme, or I'm just the worst sinner in the world. I think we come to this conclusion. I mentioned this Sunday, and I think it's so true. I hold the philosophy that, generally speaking, most people, um, what Christian or non-Christian, believe would have to say, I'm a sinner. I'm not perfect. I've done things wrong. So the question comes, how do I deal with it? Well, obviously, the eternal punishment for sin is dealt with with salvation. I go to God and I confess my sin, acknowledge, ask him for forgiveness, and ask him to save me. That's salvation. And the Holy Spirit convicts us of that, and we recognize that's not only dealing with my sin, but eternity. When I get saved, though, I, I don't stop sinning. I wish we do. We have victory over sin, so I, I can choose not to. But unfortunately, it's, it's our human nature. We still draw, uh, we're still drawn to it. So what do I do in my Christian journey? in my daily life when I find myself still battling and still losing the fight to sin. 
Well, David talks about that in this passage. And so the first couple of verses really talk about the blessing of, of having my sin dealt with. Now, please remember the punishment for sin, which is hell. The Bible says in Romans, the wages of sin is death. That punishment was dealt with on the cross. Now, it's only been dealt with on the cross for those who've accepted the gift of salvation. Romans, you know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've accepted the gift of Jesus Christ, you've placed your faith and trust in Jesus, you've acknowledged your sin, repented, and asked Jesus to forgive you and save you, that is dealing with your punishment for sin, the ultimate punishment, which is death and hell. Uh, then you've been given a promised place in heaven. What we deal with here is for those of us who have done that, that daily battle with sin, how do we gain victory? How do we keep right with God? How do we not let these things hold us back from a joyous and encouraging walk with Jesus? So let's look at these verses, Psalm 32, beginning in verse 1. Blessed is he. The word blessed literally simply means happy. Happy, fulfilled. Blessed is he whose transgression, his sin is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Verse 2, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit is no guile. So he talks about somebody who, yes, there is sin in their life, but it's not going to be imputed against them. It's, it's been given to God. It's been confessed. It's been dealt with from our point of view. So he starts off with giving us really what it's like when we understand when my sin's been forgiven. When I've come to God, I've acknowledged my sin. And when I come to God and acknowledge my sin, I, I, we get this idea, and we get this from the human standpoint, because you know, when we acknowledge to somebody we've done something wrong, it can often take a long time for that relationship to ever been healed or come back. That doesn't happen with Jesus. Jesus knows our sin. He knows, and he's already really dealt with it at the cross. So this is less about dealing with punishment and more about dealing with my walk with God. You see, the best way I can describe it is when there's sin in my life, I break that communion with God. When I confess it and ask for forgiveness, I reestablish re that communion with God and that sweet relationship. That's really the difference. I don't lose my salvation. I don't lose my home in heaven. I lose that sweet relationship with God, like you would with any relationship. But when I come to God and I ask for forgiveness, well, I'm immediately offered. He says in 1 John 1, 9, if, if, I confess my, if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's promised to deal with it, it's already done, and to, and to bring back that relationship. And it's immediate. I don't have to do things. I don't have to ask God 10 times. I don't have to go do penance. I don't have to do those things. When I come to God, and I can come straight to God. I don't have to go through pastor, priest. I can go straight to God and ask for forgiveness. I don't have to do anything to pay for my sin because Jesus did it on the cross. So if I've put my faith in Jesus, I don't have to do that. So, but here's what happens. He says in the first two verses, I'm telling you, it's so nice to be right with God, to not have to wonder, is God known us? Is God trying to deal with me? When I give it to God and I ask for forgiveness and I, and I get that sweet relationship, man, I'm happy. There, there's, a, there's a peace that comes with that. But then David describes what it's like when we don't do that. In Psalm 32, verse 3, David said, when I kept silence, he simply meant when I desired, when I refused to acknowledge to God and I just kind of thought I was hiding it. So when I kept saying, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. For day and night, thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture turned into the draught of summer, Sila. He simply says that when I refused to get right with God, it just physically overwhelmed me. Have you ever been in a scenario where you know there is a, a problem, a, a struggle between you and someone else you love due to something you've done? 
and, and they don't know what's going on, and, and you, have, you really haven't been able to come and ask for forgiveness and deal with it. Well, you know how it feels. There's just this ache. You know, maybe it's with parents. You're like, oh, I wish I could be right with them. And, but there's this loss of sweet relationship. There's this ache. Oh, man, I want to get it right. You want to have a sweeter relationship, but you don't want to deal with this. That's the idea. And he says, it just, it was like, I felt it physically. I felt older with my bones. And man, I just, I wanted to be right, but I didn't want to deal with it. And, and it, it, had a, it has a physical side effect to it. And that's what he's talking about. And he says, it, it just was, it's misery. Can I tell you, it's not punishment. Because every one of our sins, the punishment's been dealt with, but the consequences are still there. You know, if I choose to go 110 miles down the highway, I'm likely going to get a ticket. If I choose um, to treat someone a certain way, I'm going to break relationship. My, the results and consequences of my actions are still there. And I can get those things right. And he's talking about that with God. And when I choose to try and ignore it or say I don't want to get it right for whatever reason, and we have a bunch of them, I tell you, it, it just, it, it's, it's miserable. It really is. So what does he say? He goes, now here's what happens. He goes, I talk about the beauty of being right with God and then the struggle of not. Verse 4 or verse 5, David said, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, unto God. I don't have to acknowledge to other people. I don't acknowledge to my preacher. I don't acknowledge, you know, if there's things I've done to other people, I need to get that right. But between me and God, I just go straight to God. I acknowledge my sin unto thee and mine iniquity have I not hid. He said, I, and I said, I will confess my transgression unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin, Selah. He says, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't hide it. I didn't act like it wasn't there. I didn't try to sugarcoat it and say, well, someone else's fault, Lord. I, I was wrong. I was wrong for what I said to that person. I was wrong for what I thought. I was wrong for, you know, how I treated my parents or how I treated my spouse. I was wrong for, for disobeying you or wrong for not doing this. Whatever it is. But I was wrong for what I did or what I thought or how I acted. And Lord, forgive me. It's honestly that simple. The word confess, just agree with God that you're wrong. So I agree with God and I said, Lord, I was wrong and please forgive me. And it's done. And honestly, is that simple. Now, please understand, I must mean it. But to the best of my ability, what I mean, he says, it'll be dealt with. Verse 6, he says, For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto thee. He says, when, when, I'm, when I can come to God, anybody that will be godly will come in the same prayer. That desires to be godly, desires to be free from the struggles of sin, and desires to walk with God will come at that time when God is laying it upon their heart, and they will come. He says, when you do that, the problems and the battles of sin won't be able to get close to you because you've, been able, you've given it to God and you've given those battles to God. You know what happens, though? He talks about the freedom that comes. He talks about the struggle with sin. Then he talks about how to deal with it. But I love the point that he says, this, this, when I do this, here is the relationship I have with Jesus. Verse 7, he says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance, Selah. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. So he comes in, he says, when all of these battles are happening, listen, here's what it is. When I have not gotten right with God and there's sin, there's this break. We know it. You know, we could spend forever trying to say it's not true and I don't know, but we, we, we don't need a preacher to tell us 
the, the distance between us and God. Our, we don't, we, our devotions are empty if we have them. We don't really want to be in church, and we are. We try to ignore the preacher. Why? We do all this because we know there's a distance. And he's, but you know, when we get right, and we just give it to God and make the changes necessary, he says, then that God that I felt like was distanced from me, now he is my hiding place. He's the place I go to find refuge from all of the battles of the world. That is the relationship that God desires. And that's what he offers to us. But what we have to be willing to say, Lord, I struggle with this. Let me be right with you. And we have to come to him when he brings that upon us to do it. Now, are there going to be times we won't remember everything? We're human. But when God brings things into our life and he says, this is something you need to deal with, then we deal with it. Now, if we've known we've done something, we ask him to forgive us and move on. So, you know, please understand, I don't think this is one of those, okay, I'm going to sin and then ask God to forgive me. While it's there, there's a heart condition there where I'm using this confession as kind of a way to do, uh, deal with sin. That, that's not agreeing with God. It's wrong. That's just, it's kind of trying to play at it. And I, you know, although though when we do sin, we can come to God, but it's that heart condition. It's a realization of wrong. And that's really what it is. I'm wrong. And when I make a mistake, I come to God and beg for forgiveness. But please understand, every time that I do, he forgives and he restores that relationship with us. And it's sweet. We don't understand that because, frankly, we don't really know too many people in our human world like that. Because once we've hurt somebody, there's a distance that it's a struggle. And it may stay that way for a long time. That never does that with God. He accepts us, he forgives us, and he restores that relationship immediately. You know what's unique? He says your chins and transgressions as he remember no more. He acts like they were never there. That's, that's the difference. When I confess to God, he says I will act like they never happened. It's not the matter they're there and I'm going to bring them up like other people do. He says I will act like and I will live like it never happened. That's the type of relationship God wants to have with us. And may we enjoy that and embrace that even today. So if there's something in your life that you say, I don't want to get it, just go to God. Give it to him and let him deal with it and let him give you that peace. Thanks for joining us today and taking time to study in the book of Psalms. We love you. Thank you for the freedom we have in our country to be able to worship and teach. Thank you for your, your willingness to give us the opportunity to be part of your day. And uh, we look forward to the opportunity continuing. So hope you join us again tomorrow as we finish the week off together. And we look forward to that time together. God bless.